This is Off the Red Carpet with George Pinocchio, sponsored by Mercedes-Benz. Hi, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to Off the Red Carpet. I'm George Pinocchio, and today we have with us someone I first interviewed, because I'm old, either in 1991 or 1993. The movie in 1991 was New Jack City. The movie in 1993 was Posse. His new movie is Armed, and he is the writer the director, the executive producer, and the star. And he is award-winning actor Mario Van Peebles. All right, thank you for having me on. I'm really glad to have you here because you always have a great energy. Because when you are talking about a project, because you really own these projects you do, right. you have such affection and love and a deeper understanding going into it from the very beginning until that final edit. And, and here's the thing, you know, we, we're... We're often saying we're not working and we're not brain surgeons as, as artists, as filmmakers. But to some degree, we are in that, you know, people want to be the success they see. Kids want to be the success they see. So when South African apartheid fell, the two favorite TV shows they were watching were Miami Vice with a black leading man and a white leading man and the Cosby show, having nothing to do with Cosby, the individual, but what the show represented. And long before we see, you know, uh, the Huxtables, uh, the Obamas in the White House, you see the Huxtables on TV. You know, you'll see Will and Grace, and then you, our attitudes will change about uh, gay marriage or gay rights. And so what we put out into the zeitgeist as content affects how we as Americans look at ourselves. And I think as a filmmaker, it's such an exciting, there's a Chinese proverb of may you live in interesting times. Brother George, we live in such interesting times right now. What a great time to make Americans think. And one of the things that I noticed as a world traveler is that we have a unique problem here as a developed country. We have more mass shootings than all the other developed countries put together. Mm. What are we doing differently? What are we ignoring? You know, um, and and like I said, in Armed, my film Armed, we now have more guns in America than people. And by the way, I'm a gun owner. I still have my old six shooters from Posse. So technically, I'm a gun owner. But in Armed, you know, they say nothing stops a bad guy with a gun like a good guy with a gun. In Armed, I play a good guy with a gun, and I played many good guys with guns in my career. But this guy, Chief, he's on the no-fly list, Uh-oh. and he could be dangerous. And he's got multiple guns and a skewed sense of reality and Armed is based on real stories. I took all these headlines and sort of threaded them through and was inspired by them or terrified by them, and I made a movie called Armed. You're talking about the shooting in Colorado at the movie theater. You're talking about the Las Vegas massacre, which happened about a year ago. Weapons he used Um, in that, we used in Armed. The Big Bear shooting. Correct. With with Chris Donner. Right, and many others that appear, and we won't give everything away here, but let's set up armed. It's about a guy who is a former U.S. Marshal. Chief, the character I play, is a former U.S. Marshal. He's now a down-and-out uh, barber, struggling barber. He's the worst guy to get your haircut from. <laughs> and at the beginning, we meet him in the barbershop. So it starts out, you're going to think, eh, maybe it's a barbershop movie, you know? And there's Roland Martin, and he's sort of a political pundit, and he sort of can speak truth to power with this great sardonic wit. And there's Paul Rodriguez in Earthquake and uh, D.C. Youngfly and Mario Van Peebles. And a guy comes in to get his haircut, and no one's available. He's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. And my character has to give him a haircut. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say this. It's pretty intense. It's the most intense barbershop scene in movie history. And from there, things go wrong. (laughs) And he has to, let's say he has to exit rather quickly. 
And and then what happens? He goes home where he's staying at his brother's house, played by Laz Alonzo, his successful brother's house. And one by one, uh, his old team shows up from when he was a U.S. Marshal. And they say, someone's doing something to us. We're all suffering the same symptoms, just like you are. You got to find out who's messing with our heads because you led us into that raid. You got to figure it out. And Chief says, look, if I'm going to figure this out, you got to do something for me. First of all, no crazy talk. Don't scare people. And secondly, put all your weapons down for just seven days. And they're like, no, we don't want to put our weapons down. But these guys are heavily armed and they're dangerous. And Chief convinces them to put their weapons down. And he sets out to try to find through his old buddy who used to work at the FBI, Bill Fickner, what went wrong. And that's only the tip of the iceberg. And most people never guess because they're watching the first part of this movie what actually went wrong. And they find out later on. And the movie gets more and more intense and yep. uh, uh, you can see by my shirt here, armed, and the, the, the title of the subplot line is, What Can Go Wrong? And boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about, you mentioned William Fickner, who is a terrific actor. We see him now on Mom, but he's been doing television and movies for a long time. Yeah. We have Ryan Guzman in this film, who is known for the Step Up movies. He's known for kind of you know, taking his shirt off, dancing, being a handsome leading man. And you make him gritty. Right. And you give him a role that is not necessarily heroic. Correct. And it's probably something that man has never been offered and he gets something on his on his you know desk that he starts looking at and saying, "Oh my gosh, someone's seeing me for something other than what I usually play." Yeah, and and that also came from because what I do is I like to as an actor director um it's like being a patient and a doctor. It's going to give you a, a sort of more uh, engaging bedside manner, probably, because you know how to talk to actors differently. Um, I met with him. So once I met with Ryan, and he's a great-looking guy, and I met with him, started talking with him, I had ideas about what he could do, and that's what I do. So I, I like to meet with actors and sort of get a hint of their range because you've, you've, you, you've got to know, well, in New Jack City, Chris Rock can give you comedy, but if comedy's on the flip side to tragedy, he could also bring you that. And Ice-T can bring you something real, and Wesley, who's such a brilliant actor, uh, can bring you something else. So that's New Jack. In Armed, I can get one flavor from Bill Fickner, but an entirely different sort of elegance from the Queen, Dionne Warwick, and then, of course, my dad, Melvin Van Movies, <laughs> bring him in. Uh, you know, so I, I, sort of, I sort of look at the smorgasbord of humanity, and then I'll go and call someone, so you better lose my phone number, mm -hmm. George, because I'll call you. Uh, like I did with Van Jones. So I'll have Van Jones come in as one of our guys who's going to interview Chief when Chief star, you know, social media gets behind him and he becomes what he becomes at the end of Armed, which is also based on a real story, which is crazy. Uh, and so I, I have a great sort of cross section of humanity that I draw on when I paint a film and I paint it with the cast. And then when I, when I get the, that cast that's thinking cast, like Lane Garrison you mentioned and Columbus Short and... Shakira from Glow and, uh, you know, all these different people. Um, then I start to really put the pieces together and, and I listen and I listen to their great ideas and I take their great ideas and I pretend they're my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but you've hired people who are appreciative that they're getting an opportunity to, to hone their craft. They are. And, and, and like me, there's times when I needed people to believe in me that, that gave me a job. Clint Eastwood gave me that early acting job in a Heart movie called Ridge. Heartbreak Ridge. Where, where I got to meet the Warner Brothers hierarchy uh, at the time, Terry Semmel and Bob Daly, and later direct a film called New Jack City, only because my other mentor, uh, Stephen Cannell, had 
had gotten me in the DGA with my TV series, Sunny Spoon. So I've had great people who didn't look like me, maybe have different political beliefs, uh, help me out. And I like to turn around and pay it forward. Talent is talent is what a lot of people will say, right? It is. And I think being or- open to all kinds of folks and good energy. Here's one thing. When you make an independent film, you got to bring your best game and make people feel like they can do their best work there because you're not going to have a lot of money. So you better have some people skills and you better be able to listen and respond and have a plan and know when to let that plan go. You're saying you didn't have a lot of money to make this movie, but you're in the suburbs, you're in an urban area, you're in Big Bear, assumingly, a nudist colony or something, (laughs) and then you're in, like, the backwoods of Deliverance all at the same time. Oh, no, it's a big, Armed is a big movie, but it was still, for for that size, we had to put it all on the screen, Uh, you know, including all the pyrotechnics. And and here you have a movie, like, named Armed, which is a thriller, obviously, and uh, but sort of an action thriller, where the end of the film requires that your hero solve it without weapons. He has to sacrifice his weapons of war and outwit the bad guys. Use what's in his head, and the problems in both the problems and the solutions are in his head, like with most of us in life. I want people to know that when they get to the end of your movie, there are a few minutes where you have to sit still and look at everything. Oh boy. There's dialogue, there are graphics. And there is information, statistics that you don't want to miss because it drives home this entire movie. Yeah, because you watch this movie with your jaw open going, come on. And at the end, you find out it's all based on real real characters. Some of the craziest stuff in the film Armed is based on real characters and real narratives that happen in in our country. This took research on your part. So how long did it take for you to write the script Uh, or work on it? the, the, The work on it took years. But the writing of it came together quickly because I studied also not just, you know, looking at, again, like I said, I'm a gun owner, uh, but I I looked at real incidents with guns. In fact, now we've made it even easier for people with mental illness to have weapons of war. So we know thoughts and prayers doesn't stop bullets. Bullets are pretty democratic. They don't care whether you're straight, gay, black, white, you know, what side of the aisle you're on. So uh, I did research in that area, but I also did research with people suffering from PTSD, people that had mental illness, people that were seeing things. And so that also informed my character because there are some very nuanced little performance things that we talked about where Chief can be simultaneously uh, very simple and innocent and politically naive uh, and, and also flip and become a pretty dangerous guy. But at his heart, he is a good guy. But you you knew how to write this guy because you do get to play on different levels here because there is something when you have the eyes of a child looking at you and then 30 seconds later there's a gun pointing from the same person (laughs) yeah and so he plays here's the thing what i wanted with chief was that he's absolutely truthful to what is organic and central to that moment so whatever he's feeling right now is the truth but it could be a truth that's different than what he was feeling 10 minutes ago and that's the thing and so when, when Grace, uh, the other character in the movie, says to Chief, she says, um, sometimes in life, I think we're born in life looking for love. And Chief says, yes. And at this point, I just settle for attention. <laughs> There's some really interesting statements in the film about where we are as people, as a species. And all of that in, in a thriller that rocks and rolls. And we'll, like I said, we won the audience war at, at uh, the Newark Film Festival, which is 
are real people. It's not like I told you the, the sort of bravo, I love your film, Mario <laughs> Van Peebles. These are real folks that, you know, jump up and down and scream at the movie theater. And, and what are they saying to the, oh, to the screen? Uh, one lady w- saw a, a, an incident that she recognized. Someone else said that it was too intense for them. Someone else couldn't figure out what the heck was going on because no one can for the first two acts. If you're going to see her arm, you're going to go, what the heck's going on? It's not until the big reveal, at, then you could hear a pin drop. So they're trying to figure out what's happening, and I've, I've but they're many, yelling at the screen. Oh, they're yelling! People are participating. They're yelling. It's an, it's an intense. Feeling. I just went to the the uh, concert the other night, and this guy was checking me through. This Latino brother with with the tats on his and his neck, and he saw me. He goes, "Oh my God, you! That was sick. That was crazy. That movie! Oh my God, what's the name of that movie you made? My God, me a man! Oh, that gave me a hug." He was like, he loved the character. And other people like look at me and they're frightened of me. Right. Because I, I understand that. Depending on the chief you saw, you either like him or you, you kind of, like a, I went through the line at a, at a place and they were, the guy was going to give me a pat down. He sort of backed away a little bit. He's <laughs> like, I'm good, I'm good. We're talking about this movie and we, we should let everyone know that depending um, on what city you're in, yes. it might be in a theater near you or it might be on a wealth of different places that you can find online. Yes, you And could, you, you could, know them all too you, many for me to mention go go okay so you can look at armedmovie.com that's the simplest thing go right on the website and you'll see that it's uh, armed is playing on itunes on youtube on amazon it's coming out on Redbox. uh the guy in the corner probably has a copy <laughs> <laughs> but this is the great thing about watching movies today yeah. you can be in the office talking to a friend and they might say hey i saw this new movie armed oh i didn't see that oh no you can get it online really yeah a lot of people like to stay home now and, and, and watch their movies on their big screen tv yes and and you can hassle the director because i can go right on instagram my mario van peebles and tell me what you think. And the other thing is, you can rate the movie. So we're having real people write reviews of Armed, which is fun. And you're we're on getting Twitter like too, right? you know, four and five star reviews. I'm on Twitter. Yes, as so well. people are people's. writing you, and you're responding to I'm, what they I say. I respond to what they say, and they'll, they'll they'll call me. What was you thinking with the third act? And what do you think about this? And you know, one guy said he had to watch it three times already, and you know, so it's, but it's, he watched it three watched times, it which three is something times. interesting, intense, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I think the other thing is that you see some actors that you haven't seen in these roles. You know, like you'll see Columbus Short in a different way, or like you said with um, with with Ryan Guzman. You know, who's you know you'll see him in a different way. And Bill Fickner is just great in the film, and Dionne Warwick is in it, and you know, so it's you see a real array of all of us, and that's the fun. Make America entertain us as Americans. Make us think again. Make us proud to be Americans. Say something and get off this get off the screen. Is there something political that you want to say? Out loud, or do you think the movie speaks for itself and what people are seeing? I think I think that it's. I I wouldn't want to get to a place where I would ever presume to tell anybody what to think. I think saying these are real situations that occurred. Mario Van Peebles is making a movie out of it. It's entertaining. Now we as Americans have to think about what to do, and we know we don't always see things the same way, and that's the beauty of our country. You know, we, we, that's what we do. We're crazy, young, feisty, <laughs> scrappy country, man. Uh, so I don't want to tell people what to think. I like to make them think, but I like to entertain them first. And uh, that's about as far as I go. I have my own beliefs, but like I said, I'm a gun owner too. I got my little six shooters, I'm, you know. So I, I, I mix it up. We, we, are, we know this. Someone said, what's the definition of crazy? It's not really being crazy. It's doing the same thing again and again and expecting a different result. 
Mm-hmm. Whatever we're doing or not doing is not giving us a different result. We're now normalizing these mass shootings. Uh, someone else said to me, easy access to medication and easy access to weapons of war will equal more mass shootings. We've got to think about it. I'm not saying what to do, but we gotta we got to check it out. Okay, so there's something that happens in the movie, and I'm not going to give this away either because I never want to spoil anything. But there's a point in the movie where this man has suffered from some mental health issues, and he's really struggled along the way. And then we see him at a place where you think he's gone through all of these horrible things to once again be whole. But I'm not quite sure that he's completely whole. Correct. What can you tell me about that that will make my mind feel a little bit better? Okay. The happy ending we all crave in life (laughs) and in cinema. Um, What I wanted was that, uh, well, first of all, uh, there's that theory, the Vedantic theory about the, the empty cup. The empty cup you can pour water in. But if a cup's already full with water, you can't pour more water in it. Chief, at a certain point in the movie, realizes that he's emotionally and spiritually empty and that he could be very dangerous. And he realizes at this point that the world might be better off without him. And it's a real desperate, uh, sad place to be. And it was a difficult place for me to go as an actor because as a human being, I don't feel that way. And I've really enjoyed my life and I want to continue to enjoy it. And uh, but I'm, but I'm, you know, so playing a guy like that who's at an emotional bottom was was a challenge. And at that moment, when his cup is empty, um, he winds up having another reason to live that's beyond him, and greater than him. And 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 for the first time in a real way, Chief has to reach back into his past, where he was a U.S. Marshal and dealing in life and death situations, and come up with a plan. And this plan that will require him to be unarmed, to sacrifice his weapons of war and use his wits to outmaneuver the the peril that he's in and that these other folks are in. And he has to do that. And he realizes that both the problem and the solution is actually in his head. And that's that was a that was something I really wanted as a writer unarmed to to make happen was that the solution and usually in a, in a, an action flick the solution is a big shootout at the end of some sort mm-hmm. and they're running through a warehouse or they're running through abandoned building or you know bank robbery but it's some big and in this particular case it would be a little different and uh, you know so that was a that was a tricky place to 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 write a character from and reverse engineer and again based on real people that were at bottom. I'm going to say something that people can just watch and think about if they go see the movie. But at this point, you're sitting at a desk, you're having an interview, and headphones told me a lot. And I won't say why, but I want to see maybe if you have the same reaction I did and you can tweet to me or email me if you can figure out that. <laughs> Call me at the station. Yeah, I want to know what you think about the headphones toward the end of the movie. Yeah, and, and also I th- towards that end... You know, um, when I when I made this movie, I called on all kinds of folks, including people that I direct in Empire who do some of the great music on Empire. So V's Bozeman came in and we have a hell of a great soundtrack on Armed. Can you buy it? You can buy it and go online. You can buy it. Go on the go on the Internet. It'll tell you where. And uh, so a lot of the movie is scored through Chief's head. So he's listening to his, his iPod, his earbuds, as you said, and in that a lot of the music that comes out from classical stuff like the flower duet or a darker version of Pachelbel all the way to 
rap and you know rock all kinds of stuff even a remake of uh, house of the rising sun is all unarmed and a lot of it plays through his perspective i think your brain is crowded because i think you think like a studio head but you work like an independent filmmaker Ooh, i like that that's that wow i like that i think I'll i'm take right that. i'll take that that's i think it. i'm right i want to compliment you about something else because in the world of show business we know that People in show business sometimes get breaks for the people in their lives or someone suddenly has a TV show with two acting credits that is a legacy of someone else in show business. Your father uh, may have helped you along the way. I don't know. And he's still a badass at 86. But you have four kids that are involved with this movie and they're all doing something. You're not giving them anything. No. Which I love. Thank you. Well, part of what my dad did was he had me work real jobs in cinema with him. Because whether I worked in film or not, and I have brothers and sisters that don't haven't chosen to work in film. Um, they're probably smarter than me. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was about work ethic. It was about if you're Van Peebles, you're going to get up earlier. You're going to leave later. You're going to work harder. You're going to work cheaper. And you might have to donate some hair like my daughters did to the scene. <laughs> I needed some hair. <laughs> and I had the wig look terrible. And I had to glue hair on my head. And I had to snip off little bits of their hair. Um, you know, so so the, the the Van People's motto is they're people that, as I said before, that people some people watch things that happen in life, some people complain about things that happen in life, and some people make things happen. And we, as a filmmaking family, like to make film happen. Whether my kids work in cinema or not is up to them, or if there is such a thing, because it's all it's so this business we're in is so mercurial, sure. it's changing so fast. But at the end of the day. I want them to think about what they put out in the world. I want them to be proud of it. And I want them to have a great work ethic and be good with all people. I say three loves in life. Love what you do. Love who you do it with. And love what your work says. That's nice. But you also have like a son that gave you money yeah. to help make this Dude. movie. So you you <laughs> taught him something to say that this is a good investment for my family and for myself. Yeah. And then what's great is that suddenly that kid, he's only 24. Mind you, he took his money for you, acted in Roots. He's got a new movie. He was in Jigsaw, Mandela Van Peebles. And he's got another movie coming out called Karma. And Mandela said, Dad, I'm making money. And uh, you can make money for other people. Make money for me. And he, I, I took the money. And he, suddenly he wants to know, did we rap on time? Did we go over? You know, did, we, <laughs> did any of the cameras break? You know? So suddenly you, you, someone like that who's only 24 has a business mind about it. And America's built on democracy and capitalism. You got to be a part of voting and you got to be a part of making stuff happen in a business way to be part of what America was built on. We have talked about your career. We've talked about your family. We've talked about your movie. And we're going to end talking about your movie because I want, I know that you have this wrapped around your heart right now. But tell me why you really want people to see this movie. To see Armed. I, I think that one, it's a kick. It's a th- and I like thrillers. I think it's exciting. And I said, you know, but I also think it's such an interesting time for Americans, for us in particular, because we're uh, in a unique position as a developed country. We've got a lot of power, but we also have a lot of uh, mass shootings. For us to continue a conversation about what affects us all as Americans, and especially around the midterms, where we have a chance, if you can make people think when they watch a movie and be entertained when they watch a movie, maybe then we think when we drive, we think what we order, and maybe we think what we vote. And that's so important. That's a gift that we really have, 
have have and and democracy is a car if you take your foot off the gas the car will slow down make them think entertain them make them laugh Clint Eastwood said it to me once he said beat me whip me never bore me <laughs> trust me you <laughs> may not like not me bore no, you. <laughs> you, you, whether you like New Jack City or not it, it won't bore you posse won't bore you let me tell you this Armed is right in there, man. It's, it'll, you know, it's intense flick. It's, it is intense, and it's, it's interesting. And I so am so grateful that you came onto this podcast today to talk with us because I like letting people know what's out there that's not necessarily on four thousand screens, right? And then, and sometimes that's the counter programming that you go, wow, you know, like Get Out or Sorry to Bother You or Blind Spotting. And here's the thing about Armed, which is interesting: you'll see people of all colors in Armed. But it's not about race at all. Well, we talked about this once upon a time, but you were dealing with diversity in your movies 25 years ago, and Hollywood is still trying to catch up catch to up, you. Yeah. Well, again, that's my family, right? You know, the, 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 my birthright being, you know, my mother's blonde, blue eyes, dad's, you know, I call him uh, Dark Gable. Uh, you know, got everyone in my family. My sister's got red hair. My, my aunt's gay. So when I cast, I use all of us in New Jack City. I, I wanted kids to say no, so I had to have role models to say yes to. So I had a great Asian cop, my Jewish brother, who's a Judd Nelson, and Ice T, and, and, and then made the prosecutor a woman. Why not? Show Americans, you know, all of us, man. We all had a part in building this country. Right. We should all take pride in it. All right. So before we leave, we're just going to say you go to armedmovie.com. Yes. And if it's not at a theater you're new, near you, you will find out where it's all playing on that website. Yes. It's all over the place. You don't have to leave your home if you don't and want to. And then tell me your thoughts. Rate it. You can put, a, put, your, put your own rating, which I love on these things. And, uh, and you can bother me on Instagram. Hopefully you enjoy it. And you'll probably get a response from him one way or the other. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the movie is armed. The guest is Mario Van Peebles. The podcast is off the red carpet. I'm George Pinocchio. Thank you so much for joining us and making this, I think, our favorite podcast yet. Thank Gracias, you so much, Mario. Gracias, señor. <laughs>